I think this is our, is this our final Corona show? What? <laughs> the, virus, the coronavirus the virus isn't is over. over? It's not done. It's not done. <laughs> when I drive outside, it seems like it's done. It seems like it's done. Everybody's just Who out said that? The virus? The virus <laughs> saying that? <laughs> Everybody seems to think it's it's uh, less like you, you can just wear a mask and now the virus is gone. What's, you know what the thing is? Is that all these countries that actually did what we haven't done yet are starting to ease up. So we're like looking yeah, we at were other, behind. Though. It's like yeah, we're you're. Like- it's almost like you're looking at other kids who finished their homework early and they're out playing, and you're like, oh, you just want to run play. out and play, even though you haven't homework. finished your homework. <laughs> you know that feeling. You know that feeling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's exactly that feeling. It's we. America is the kid that hasn't finished their homework yet, and they are <laughs> seeing everyone outside having a good time, and they're like. Why did they get to? I, I want to have a good time. It's like, well, you got to finish your homework. They did. They finished their homework. That's why they're playing. I love October. Head in the wind and don't stop. You know, love is right around the corner. Not this year. Colors faded in me. All I know is I'm getting things in order. It's a sunny afternoon, but I need you here. Welcome to Split Screen. Welcome to Split Screen, Coping with Corona. I'm Steve. Ernest. And, uh... I'm glad we waited to do this. (laughs) Why? Topic. Topic. Oh, okay. Because more things have, you know, just every day you get, like, more things. Yeah, like what? (laughs) YouTube videos, people posting. <laughs> <laughs> we are on uh, day 63. You're keeping track of this? Yep. I went into, I started, I locked down on uh, March 11. Oh, I, I, I consider March 16 as my quarantine date. No, bro. We didn't go to... Reeves and Anusha's thing on that weekend. No, no, no. I understand, but I went that to was work because on, of Corona to work on the 16th. Oh, okay. That was my last day at work. Mine I don't was, think I even mine was the 11th because I went to the schools on the 10th, and I remember yeah. telling, you know, the people I work with, like, this is gonna shut down everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't understand. And they were like, eh, maybe. And it's like, <laughs> in a couple of days, it was like, everything shut down. <laughs> it's so funny to go back to think about. Uh... I was going over the texts I had with people. <laughs> Early on, I was kind of skeptical that at first I was kind of yeah, like. I think everybody was skeptical. At first I heard it was in China. It was because, hitting old people, men. I mean, when you, know, you hear like that, you think, <laughs> what do you, first thing you think of is like SARS, right? Yeah, and I thought, okay, they China, China. I was like, this is not in Beijing. This is in a smaller, like a relatively lesser, smaller town. So maybe the medical system's not as good, you know, as their big cities like Beijing or you know Shanghai or Hong Kong or whatever. So I was kind of like skeptical that this was that. But then when I started hearing, you know, oh, it can 
asymptomatic for two weeks. I think that's when I started getting more worried and me and you were talking about it. And I was like kind of prepping you, at least for my worst case scenario. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It pretty much <laughs> happened. <laughs> um, but now we're dealing with the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's interesting. I just feel like I feel like there's just such a there's still so much questions, you know. I think so much question. There's so many questions. Well, I think we're not getting good information from I mean, I think in general when people when something happens it's, that's so I big, mean, there's so much information. When, when yeah, when something happens that's so earth-shattering to people's normal state of being, they it's like they want to believe there's like other forces that are they want to believe there's that there's some level of control that humans could exert on this to change everything and yeah there is to some degree i would say if there's a conspiracy it's that we were slow in our response and that's why it's as bad as it got okay so let's go we're talking about conspiracy theories right so yeah this was a this was a fan request by what what would you say is the biggest like conspiracy theory that you feel like was it turned out to be like true? Like you mean of all, like in, in general, of in, all time, of, of all, all time. the conspiracy theories. Yeah, it was. It's probably there's probably. I'm trying to think. I'm sure there was stuff that happened. You know, like when the CIA tried to kill mm-hmm. um, Fidel Castro. I'm sure yeah. there was some explanation being told to everyone about how you know that's not true something else it wasn't us or blah 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 like i get that i i agree that there are like the government especially when it comes to espionage and yeah are things that they know that that, and they were not truthful they will mislead right Mm -hmm. like they will try to mislead for what they view as the greater security yeah i mean just think about how they were wiretapping everyone. I mean, I guess it wasn't mm-hmm. really like a conspiracy, but I'm sure there were people out there that were, you know, talking about it, yeah. um, who were saying like, hey, the government spies on us. I mean, everyone talks about Big Brother, right, from like 1984. Like, oh, Big Brother's watching. Like, watch out for Big Brother. Like, to some degree, that f- it turns out that's kind of true. Like, Big Brother is watching. Yeah. Let me give you an example. I don't even know if I should say this. <laughs> I <laughs> we can talk about this in more detail after the pod. <laughs> but I called the FBI tip line a few weeks ago. <laughs> I know what this is about, but okay. Yeah, yeah. So you know, like I um called them about something or I didn't call them, I, I wrote in on their website and I left them my email address and I want to say that's it. <laughs> I don't think I gave them any other information, right? Yeah. They called my cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, and I didn't 
pick up. I was working or something, you know, like I couldn't pick up. But then I read, heard the message and then work messaged me. They messaged me from work. And I didn't give them like the address of or who my employer was. I just had my email address, you know? Yeah. They emailed, called me on like two different numbers and they messaged like they called my employer and had them message me. And I was like, I only gave them this thing. And I'm pretty certain that like most of the information, like especially my phone number is not out there in the public. Mm -hmm. And I was like a little disconcerted about that. Like, (laughs) how did they get that? (laughs) Like, first of all, if you're trying to leave a tip, you know, and you're trying to, you leave limited information for them to contact you, they should probably contact you on just that information you give, not go all big brother and email and like call all these different numbers and stuff like, whoa, bro. Like if I wanted to give you that information, I would have done it. So I don't know. Do you have like a conspiracy theory that like came true that you're like, no, I don't really like, you know what I I think of like uh, NBA, like rigging games. Like that's to me is like a conspiracy theory. But I mean, I it of, didn't turn out to. I mean, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Because like, no, what's his name was found out to be like rough. betting. Yeah, what? Yeah, Donnelly or whatever Donaghy or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's some. I feel like all conspiracy have some level of truth to them, right? Like juicing in the MLB. Yeah, like I mean, the conspiracy theory. There's some truth. That's what makes it like partly believable right it's not even to have like some truth parts of it's truth. just like there's some probability or some plausibility it's like okay, plausible yeah. right like it's mm-hmm. not implausible that the more like implausible it is the more like less less amount of belief you have in it right yeah right like chemtrails cause yeah whatever. that's why like some of these things like are it's too much like they're too out there to believe. Do you feel that or way? Or to be actually true. All right, so let's t- let's go through some all of right. the coronavirus conspiracy theories, all right? Let's start okay. with the first one I heard about, which was 5G. Okay, yeah. What was that was the first one you heard? Okay. That was the first one I heard about. So this is the most implausible, right? So there were literally though people out there Yeah, they were going and destroying these towers. Yeah. Yeah, there were people destroying <laughs> 5G towers because they thought that the virus was spreading because of 5G, which is... Even though countries that didn't have these towers, people were getting I mean, this disease. That's, I just don't... The, the worst part about this is that we do have governments that, like, you know... Russia, I mean, it just sounds conspiratorial even mentioning Russia, but it's true that Russia and other like kind of mischievous countries are like spreading misinformation on the internet, you know, and when people see something that gets retweeted, you know, 20,000 times or that is, um, you know, on Facebook and shared like thousands of times, it 
gives it credibility that it doesn't deserve. And then people just through the act of sharing it feel mm-hmm. like, oh, it must be true or there must be some truth to this. Yeah. yeah. And you'll often see people, especially like relatively smart people, you know, like that have a- yeah, at least yeah. average mm-hmm. intelligence. This is what they always do. It's never a full on like, oh, this is the truth. It's always like, well, it could be true. Like, I'm not sure, you know, the media sometimes gets it <laughs> wrong. Like, peop- like that's always there's always like this little kernel of doubt, which they tried to use <laughs> as a means for justifying their belief in yeah. some random bullshit. Right. <laughs> so the 5G one is, I mean, obviously this is a virus. 5G is an electronic, it's whatever, photons, waves, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> so one is made of proteins and nucleic DNA and RNA. Like it just, yeah, that obviously the 5G doesn't cause, you know. Mm-hmm. But there was actually like a meme that kind of was promoted by anti-vax people about 5G. I mean, that's the thing. There's so much crossover in these like conspiracy realms. That's what I was wanting to ask you about too. There's a lot of crossover. There's a ton of crossover. So it's the people that believe in conspiracy theories or like anti-vaccination are also... I mean, in this, I don't know. I obviously don't have any data to support this, but there's like, it seems like there's, I see the same people who are anti-vax. Some of them also get into, are the ones like promoting some of the like rando type of um, conspiracy theories, like Bill Gates, which is the next conspiracy Mm -hmm. theory, which I think that totally goes with the anti-vax movement. Yeah, yeah. Because Bill Gates is someone who's been saying for years, like his foundation has been working on, you know, communicable diseases since its inception because he works a lot in Africa. And because he literally was like, when he started his foundation was like, okay, I have a lot of money, but I could donate a bunch of money for like blankets for you know homeless people but is that gonna do the most good in the world like he wanted to see where is my dollar spent going to actually save the most lives and produce the most quality of life improvement and he found it was you know diseases in africa that have are easily eradicated that you know like malaria that are in, and stuff like that there or places where they just don't have access to vaccines because you need refrigerators and there's no electricity in some of these villages mm-hmm. you know like he was trying to solve these kind of problems he's been working on it for decades so, okay yeah so that's what i want to know like these things the these conspiracies all been popping up because of everything that's happening right like i mean there wasn't really much talk of this beforehand right even though this has been happening no no, because right. this is worldwide, right? Yeah. Like this is yeah. this is now affecting their life. Mm-hmm. So they need an explanation. It's too, they can't, um, they don't understand why one week we were going to work, going to the theater, going to concerts, um, meeting with our friends, um, going to restaurants. And then the next week we are literally not allowed to 
go do any of those things. And yeah. to them, it feel they look outside and the world looks the same. It's not the, same. the Walking yeah. Dead. It's not like mm-hmm. they're grabbing their go bags and they're trying to head for the mountains, you know, to, to escape yeah, yeah, yeah. some apocalypse. Yeah. Like, it, it. so to them, they're trying to, like, I feel like they're trying to make sense of this craziness that's happened. And, like, mm-hmm. to be certain, like, I understand that. Like, I don't want to, like, write that off and say, oh, that's, like... So, like, all these dumb people. Like, it's not. Like, I get it. Like, especially, I think part of it is, like, you know, me and you are both, like, medically trained. Like, we have been in science and medicine for a long time. So, these concepts of diseases and how they spread and, like, transmissibility Mm -hmm. and, like, all of this and, you know, like latency periods and asymptomatic and all that, like all of that makes sense to us. We've been studying it, learning about it, working in it, in that field, in that field of general field of study for years and years and years. Like we've been learning about it since college. So for us, there's a certain level of knowledge that insulates us from the fear that I think a lot of people have. Do you feel like science and conspiracy, like, I do feel like there's this big kind of like, I feel like a lot of people that are more like religious also kind of go against what science is saying is the reason for causing things, right? I'm seeing some of that too. I mean, I can't There's say, like some crossover in that some way crossover, well. but there, I also have a lot of religious friends who are taking this very seriously. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I don't, don't think there's a correlation. Off. I don't think. No. And I also see some physicians. I've seen one or two putting out some real wacky stuff out there. And especially early on, there were <laughs> well, that's people. A, that's another uh, conspiracy theory, right? Or yeah, I mean, there were some people. <laughs> there are people, and I, ha- I, I'll admit, there was. I've seen both. Although it's mostly conservative um, doctors yeah. on my Facebook that have been more, and it's not even more. I'd say there's really just like a couple people I'm thinking of. Like they have been pushing more of the like open everything up and like it's not mm-hmm. as bad as you think and that kind yeah. of that i feel like is another level of not conspiracy theory but it's like another level of like anti-science Government anti-evidence also like yeah there's like this oh like our rights are being infringed freedom. right right yeah. right like there's there's that level and i feel like there's space there to make some arguments like i can see having a mm-hmm. logical debate about some of that stuff but i do think some people are they're blinded by the political ideology and they kind of are like, our great economy got wrecked and this is going to mess up our president's reelection and all our favorite politicians, you know, elections or whatever. So I think there's some motivated reasoning there, but then I've also seen some kind of liberal ish physicians pushing some, some similar stuff. And I mean, I was kind of like, I saw someone really downplaying, this whole thing and i was i was a little shocked about how much they're and they <laughs> it seems like they're continuing to be on that horse and i'm just kind of like yo man like the the horse is out of the barn like they it's a big deal like i know you tried really hard to make it seem like this was just gonna oh the 
the death rate is no worse than the flu. Like people were trying to like really yeah. play this down yeah. early on mm -hmm. some people. And I'm like, it turned out all to be wrong. And I'm like, I think we were, because we hadn't, this is something that no one's dealt with for a hundred years. Like it just seemed like, of course it's the laws of probability are that this is not going to be a big deal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just no one that's in our, been in our lifetime, like no one in their lifetime no, has lived. Not even our parents. Like <clears throat> yeah. You know, like, cause the biggest thing you could say would be like what? 1918, like the Spanish. Yeah. Word, I think there I was another play. sort of outbreak of something in the fifties. I want to say. Mm -hmm. And I mean, no one, no one even remembers it now. I, I don't even yeah. remember what it was. <clears throat> But it was some type of coronavirus, I believe. Yeah. Um, but to so, get back to Bill Gates. Yeah. I mean, because he's been pushing vaccines and he's such a big promoter of vaccination and he's so knowledgeable. And, you know, he was literally on. So Ezra Klein's podcast he did uh, in 2015. And Ezra Klein's last question or one of his last questions was, What's your what's the thing that would keep you up at night? What's the thing you fear the most that the world's not getting right? And he literally said a global pandemic. He was like, I'm really worried about a global pandemic that we haven't prepared for it. The world hasn't prepared for it that, you know, like we haven't run through drills like, you know, the military runs through drills. Like if this happens, this is what would these are the things that would go in place like boom, boom, boom. He was like, our government hasn't done that, you know. Um, and it's something that we would need to do. So that way we know like, oh, when we ran the drill, we ran out of nasal swabs and, you know, like that is going to be a part of the pipeline yeah. of testing that's going to mess up or whatever it is. Like you will figure out the errors when you run drills. And so I think the fact that he was on top of this so early has people going like, how did this guy know? Like he must yeah, be behind it. Yeah, they think that it. he's behind it. And or... he's super rich. So you're just yeah. kind of like, he can do anything, right? Like who, some, but of, of course that's all, again, I mean, it's, bullshit. It's funny because there's some, there's some conspiracy theorists that think the U.S. is behind it and some that think that China is. Okay, and... so yeah, let's go to that one, right? The Chinese lab one. This is, the, yeah. this is. That now, it was this made is, in a lab. This one is. I would say the one that there's like little kernels of like coincidence that really make people go like, well, this is very concerning, you know, like, and this, and of, of course, if this is some country versus country thing, then it turns into like a whole like standoffish, you know, like all the hawks, all the like yeah. people that want to like, pit country against country would love for this to be like a true <laughs> from a Chinese lab that was yeah disseminated the, purposefully. So let's start at the very top layer, right? So did it come from a Chinese lab? We, the answer is like, we don't know for certain, but the people that have studied the like RNA DNA of, the virus say that this is very, very, very implausible that it came from the lab, right? Mm -hmm. Second of all, if it did come from the lab, 
because there is a virology institute in Wuhan. And can I also say there's a virology institute here in Baltimore as well. Like there's literally one of the like top virology institutes is here in Baltimore where like they did AIDS research and HIV was like discovered and blah, blah, blah. Like that was all like there are virology institutes all across the world. They study viruses and they've been studying bat coronaviruses in Wuhan for a long, long time. So when people are like, whoa, this came from a bat and it's a coronavirus, like, wow, like, and there's a virology institute, even if it did come from this lab, it most certainly didn't, was not done purposefully. Yeah. Like, it would have been a complete, like, accident, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But the genetic just, sequencing shows that it does not match any of the viruses that are sampled and studied in Wuhan. It just happens to be a coincidence that that virology institute in Wuhan studies bat coronaviruses and the outbreak was in that city where I mean, coronavirus. Is the, the, the thing is like SARS and MERS, right? Like they were... Like, people don't have that same theory that those were created, right? Or do they as well? Is there, like, some... I mean, it's it would be this similar to if, like, something happened in Atlanta, right? Like, if yeah. something happened mm-hmm. in Atlanta and an outbreak started in Atlanta, people would be like, oh, the CDC's in Atlanta. Like, mm-hmm. maybe the CDC's behind it. Like... You know, people are going to reach for whatever, like, little things they can cling to. And uh, Americans, at least very hawkish Americans towards China, really want to have an excuse to yell at China. But, mm-hmm. A, there's little to, like, the evidence is weighing way more heavily on that this did not come from a Chinese lab. And it most certainly didn't happen, like, on purpose. Like, it just seems absolutely asinine and stupid that China would unleash a virus that would then disseminate, decimate their own economy as well as the world economy for years and years to come. Like, that makes zero sense. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like, that that whole thing just, uh, I don't know, I, I don't buy it. You know, but I get why there's some people that want it, it to be true because then it kind of relieves blame from some of our own politicians to some degree because they can say, well, this was an attack on us or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so, I've also heard the like the U.S. the theory that the U.S. planted this in China or something. Right. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. The U.S. Yeah. started it in China where Wuhan is because <laughs> I guess there was like a military world games. I didn't even know they'd have this. And apparently <laughs> it was in Wuhan in 2019. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. so the, like <laughs> the conspiracy is that during the games, the military planted this virus and they knew that there's a virology Institute there. And therefore the thing is like, these are so like, diabolical like there has like there can't just be like one person right right like like a lot of people would be (laughs) in the know as if this wouldn't get out right yeah (laughs) exactly um the other one i've heard is that 
GMOs? You, have you heard? You, oh, I haven't heard this one. Yes. But I know that the the that video that came out recently, the pandemic one. <sighs> <laughs> so listen, <laughs> I've had people listen, All and right. this this goes back to me saying like. Like, I don't think you're dumb or I don't think people are dumb yeah, for yeah, having yeah. fear mm-hmm. over this and like even reaching for some of this stuff to some degree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've had some really intelligent people ask me about this video. I mean, they kind of figured out on their own that this was nonsense before I had a chance to respond to them. Yeah. But yeah. they these are really intelligent, smart, like academic you know, graduate level educated people. And they were uh, messaging me about this stuff, about this pandemic video, you know, mm-hmm. um, that this was all uh, like a plan. Like this was a government funded and sourced plan. Did you watch the whole thing or most of it? Or do you, do you have, like, I watched it. Okay. You, give us, so, give us like a recap of what is, all right. Um, so it's basically just the interview because it's not the movie. It's just the interview with the lady that's part of the movie, I guess. Mm-hmm. So this scientist who I guess worked for CDC and did a lot of work with, during like AIDS research and things, um, you know, got charged with things that she claimed were not true. Um, and she, she, her theory is like that Fauci and Big Pharma is like behind like wanting to vaccinate everybody or come up with things that, you know, it's it's more of the anti-vax. Now she's yeah. not like a complete anti-vax, but for her, it's about like the money that's involved in it. Yeah, that was another. That was uh, so. Let me just yeah. tell you the biggest pet peeve I had when I watched this. All right, because this thing this bothers me. And the first two minutes when I saw this, I was like, you know what? I can't even. I can't watch finish this video. So when somebody like is a doctor, right, mm-hmm. and they put doctor in front of their name, you know, yeah. but then they put their doctorate, whatever they're a doctor of, after the name too. It's like they're a doctor and they, they want to like emphasize they're a doctor twice. Like, right. I never say I'm Dr. Ponraj DDS. It's but, bad English actually. It's not good yeah, grammar. Yeah. I just, it, and it's just like dumb. Like, no, yeah. I don't that's care. A, it, that annoys me when I see people write yeah. that on their letterhead. So when I see doctor, this is doctor, whatever, whatever, PhD, it uh-huh. just like, right. It just, I'm like I, I don't care. Like that just that just it annoys me. That's that what annoyed you the most. That's what annoyed me the most of the video. That's what annoyed me the most. I see um, that all the time. I mean, yeah, I see it too. It's dumb, but um, I can. It's whatever. It's I just don't understand how Fauci. Like, why did why did this come out now when Fauci? Like, this should have come out before. Okay, so this is another. <laughs> So there's another conspiracy theory that Fauci, like this is all a deep, quote unquote, Fauci, deep state. Deep state, deep state. Yeah. So this is mm-hmm. the deep state is this Fauci big, and Bill Gates. Right, yeah. right. That there's, you know, it kind of like reminds me of that oh, Illuminati <laughs> or whatever. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. remember there was a time when like people felt like all these famous people were part of some mind like control. A cult. 
Yeah, yeah like they were control. all con- trying to control America with their. They drop it in their lyrics and they say like mm-hmm. little secret words when they're talking. Like, so there are people yeah. that believe that there's this thing called the deep state. A lot of these people are Trump supporters because Trump often refers to the quote unquote deep state, which, you know, just uh, means apparently that there's some underground undercurrent of. Like officials in the government and elsewhere in powerful positions that are trying to control democracy from inside in these undemocratic means. And they believe Fauci is part of that because he's recommending these things like lockdowns and like closing businesses and stuff like that. And they're like, well, this is against our rights and like blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Like, so there's that conspiracy theory that, you know, it's all deep state. Um, there's other like, you know, Alex Jones, who's a big, he's a huge conspiracy theory guy, right? The Infowars um, dumbass that was like saying that Sandy Hook didn't happen. Yeah. And he yeah, sells yeah. all this nonsense mm-hmm. on his radio show. He's a big Trump supporter. You know, there's a, <laughs> I just want to say there's a theme running through all this conspiracy and Trump and conservatism. Like for some reason, there's a lot of overlap, especially. So with, like what I, they don't believe it I, exists. <laughs> he doesn't believe it actually exists. He thinks it's like, he's yeah, like, this is not yeah. a new thing. It's just the flu. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, uh, you know, with the, the whole like Trump thing and like, um, that thing i mean it's you know it's like trump's like big anti-media you know yeah and so like you know it's just funny to me because i feel like when it comes to these conspiracy theories it's like people like think they've like figured it out like when people put these conspiracy theories out they're like oh i have this answer this is the answer to this like right how would somebody like get that answer like there's they're like behind they like know enough that they can figure it out this is why (laughs) this is dude and honestly it's gonna sound this is why i don't believe in like i mean this is why like in religion they have like prophecies and prophets that'll tell you like this and that so yeah yeah to me it's the same i feel like it's the same thing where people are like "Uh oh in this religious text, it says this, this, and this are gonna happen, and you're just like, no, yeah, man. To me, like, no, no, one no, one, no one knows, no one knows, and it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter how you <laughs> it shouldn't live or act. change the way you behave or act, yeah, or whatever. If all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm scared, right? Oh, I'm scared, then, so I'm gonna be a good person now because this yeah. thing said something was gonna happen. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. the last conspiracy theory, which. I think really took a hit this week was that the death rates are inflated. Oh yeah. yeah that yeah. this is all just like death certificates are being manipulated and this is all like nonsense. It's not yeah, as bad yeah. as it seems. And you know, Dr. And that Anthony, people are getting money. Right. For right. The whole big pharma. Right. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. The reports came out this week that it's probably way under counted. The mm-hmm. death rates. And we're at somewhere like 80,000 deaths right now. Yeah. yeah, That's insane. We locked down for two straight months and we flattened the curve and we lost 80,000 people in two months. 
And so, if we hadn't, <laughs> like... You know, I was talking to my brother about this, and yeah, I was like, you know, what do you do as far as, like, if somebody passes away? And he did say that, like, if somebody... De- let's say somebody has a heart attack, right? Right. And, um, you know, they... He said he's had to test some people that have already passed away to see if they've had the virus. Right. You know, that I mean, makes and sense. I, yeah, I mean, and I do feel like, you know, there are things behind people's deaths that you don't know, like, and that it, it yeah. affects the numbers, like, but I mean, we're trying to know the accurate information. We want to know the accurate this. number, why, right? Because I'm sure there's yeah. a lot of people not doing that. Like, people come in, die of a heart attack, and they're not getting tested. But maybe, mm-hmm. but you know, like this virus is causing some weird things in the blood. Like you're getting 30 to 40 year olds who are having these massive strokes without any of the other symptoms, like the fever, mm-hmm. without the like upper respiratory symptoms. They're 30 to 40 years old. They have massive strokes. And if we find out they're COVID positive and like to have a stroke at that age is like unheard of. Right. Yeah. So it's just crazy how much information is just out there. It's just every day. Um, <laughs> there's a really good article. I I'll try to put it in the notes. It was from. Oh, I got a good article too. Was it the Harvard Kennedy School? No, it's called Why Do. It was a peer-reviewed article called Why Do People Believe COVID nineteen Conspiracy Theories. All right, you want, you want to know what mine is here? Let me just, what? Well, let me pull it up here. I don't, I don't have it with me, just so we can talk about it. I'll, I'll give it to All right, you. let me just, I'll read you like kind of the bullet points of this essay, right? right? It says, using a representative survey of U.S. adults fielded March 17 to 19, uh, 2023 people, we examined the prevalence and, and a correlates of beliefs in two conspiracy theories about COVID-19. 29% of respondents agree that the threat of COVID-19 has been exaggerated to damage President Trump. 31% agree that the virus was purposefully created and spread. The strongest predictors of belief in these ideas are a psychological predisposition to reject expert information and accounts for major events, denialism, a psychological predisposition to view major events as the product of conspiracy theories or conspiratorial thinking and partisan and ideological motivations. Support for Donald Trump is strongly related to the belief that COVID-19 threat has been exaggerated, even when accounting for partisanship and ideology. This relationship is strongest among people who regularly pay attention to politics. We surmise that Trump supporters adopted this belief in response to the president's early messaging about the virus. Belief that the virus was spread on purpose is most related to conspiracy thinking and is only slightly more concentrated among self-identified Republicans and conservatives than Democrats and liberals. This is likely a consequence of the fact that only a few less salient partisan elites have endorsed this theory. I mean, yeah. kind of like what we already talked about. Yeah, I mean, like, that's there's pretty definitely much my like this. Thing. My article is why your Christian friends and family members are so easily fooled by conspiracy theories. That's the title of my. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's some. I mean, there were a lot of churches in the South and other places that were saying like, "We're not going to shut down. Like, God's yeah. going to protect us." Right. Mm-hmm. And then the pastor gets it and dies and like a bunch of people in the Congress, like 
There's a lot of older people that go to church, and they're not all in the best of health. Yeah. I was trying to explain this to my dad and my my dad this week. Yeah. Because they're <laughs> opening church back up. And I was they like, are? yeah. Dude, don't even get me started on this. <laughs> he was like, Ooh. oh, I'm, I'm only going to go when they ask me to do like offering or this and that. I'm like, really? It's that important? Like to stand up there and read a Bible <laughs> verse? Like you can't just... Because I said the most, the most, the place where this is most likely to be caught is in these enclosed spaces, you know? Yeah. If you were having church outdoors and everyone's sitting six feet apart, fine. <laughs> but it's Yuma, Arizona. It's 95 <laughs> degrees right now. Like, of course you're not going to do that. Yeah. Uh, don't get me started on that. But yeah, <laughs> these religious people have this, but... Uh, Man, this is where my... I hate to sound like... <laughs> I want to see you put this out here. What are you putting out? <laughs> I'm saying some... Like, to, for this kind of thinking, when you're this mm -hmm. ensconced in this kind of denialism, rejection of science, rejection of expert expertise, you know, yeah. you feel like you know... You know, common sense mm -hmm. is way more, you know, you feel like, oh, this doesn't make sense. This isn't common sense. So how can what these quote unquote experts be saying, like, how can they be true or mm -hmm. like experts get it wrong? My doctors ma made mistakes. Like, how do we know all these guys are right? Like the only way to change these people's minds, it's sad to even say this, but they're going to have to feel the ramifications of not listening to the experts. You know, it's like seatbelts save lives. No, oh, I've been driving cars for 50 years. I've been in accidents. I never needed a seatbelt. But, you know, like there was a time when no, no, no one wore seatbelts. It wasn't even an yeah, invention. Yeah. So when seatbelts came along, it took a really hard time like to get people. To, right? Yeah. Same, same thing, thing with, with like cigarettes. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. It may not be until people start losing loved ones uh getting sick themselves do they start realizing hey smoking may be bad for me drugs may be bad for me um where not wearing a seatbelt may not be good for me in the event of a car accident you know going out into <laughs> enclosed areas with lots of people and not maintaining social distancing or wearing masks may not be good I mean, for you <laughs> i mean the thing is like even even without just take coronavirus out of the situation like even still you have a greater chance of getting sick in general like right. just being around that many people like in enclosed space yeah like i've always i always get sick a lot of times when i travel yeah you know it's just right i mean that's how things <laughs> spread right so i mean so it only makes sense but you know i think a lot of people have just not felt the effects so it doesn't yeah, seem real no to them. It just really it's like something on things TV. Unless it happens directly to them. Right. Unless you feel the effect directly, it's gonna make a different impact. Yeah. That's why it. when you hear about droughts or snowstorms or hurricanes or tornadoes and you're only viewing it from afar and it's not in your backyard, yeah. it's not a town you recognize, it's not a place you've been to, you really don't care. Yeah. To the same mm -hmm. degree. 
you know, you when, the, same degree. when that shooting happened in Paris, right? And all those people died. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of people that were putting up, like, you know, Paris profile pictures and stuff like that. I think I did. And mm-hmm. I saw there was a contingency of people who were like, how come you don't care about when people in Baghdad die and people in Afghanistan are dying in bigger numbers every day? And there's yeah. some truth to that. That's true. But mm-hmm. the reason is we've been to Paris. <laughs> I've been to Paris. I know those places. I've seen the places that are affected. I've watched uh, uh, Notre Dame. I've been to Notre Dame. I, so when it burned, I was really sad about it, right? Like, yeah. a lot of people have been there. We have a familiarity with it. So it makes sense that we feel more of a connection to that because we have some firsthand experience. And I feel like in that same way, like, yes, on a equal playing field, yes, we should care just as much, if not more, for the greater loss of life in other places in the world. But I've never been to Afghanistan or Baghdad, so it's harder for me to, like, visualize and, like, even though they're people and have the same value as people in France and, you know, like, but to me, as a human, it's just hard for me to, like, emotionally connect to that the same way because I'm just don't have the... And so I feel like, okay, I think people are viewing... 80,000 deaths and they're like, well, none of my friends and family died, you know? Um, yeah. I might know some people who tested positive, but, you know, they were asymptomatic and they felt better and no problem. Or maybe they got a little sick and had a little cold and then it went away. So no problem. So, um, so if like a celebrity yeah. or someone famous dies from this, I think it may change mine. That's why it, that's why, like, when Tom Hanks got it, it felt like, oh, okay, everything shut down, like, in two days, right? Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's fear level jumped. Because yeah, Tom when, like, Hanks, like, we all know Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Yeah. yeah, and we're like, dude, what if something happened to Tom Hanks? Like, that would really be sad, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I it, it'll be interesting to see what happens with, you know, things being relaxed. Yeah, I think there are a couple of factors. Things may open up and there may be some seasonal variability to this coronavirus. Mm -hmm. And so it's possible that we continue to have good times, even though things open up. And so the the curve stays relatively flat and there's Mm -hmm. not, you know, people start feeling better and better. But then in october november we may see like it return right Mm -hmm. and then on the other hand opening up may mean places start spiking that didn't have it before some of these states that are smaller that really were like well we're rural we're not that you know like we don't have yeah do you feel like like just people in general are more fearful like this is I think fear. people were but I think a lot of people that is starting to like this is the thing with emotion right happy or sad or fearful mm-hmm. or angry you can't yeah. stay at that high like that pitched state. level of emotion even if the 
thing that's causing it remains. Like, say the curve wasn't flattened and we just saw this increase up and up and up and it stayed up, like going up for months and months in a year, two years. Like, what if it mm. just kept going up and we never saw it kind of go down? We would be fearful initially. We would stay fearful for a good period of time. But eventually, we would relax our fear. Like, this is what happens, right? This, this is what happens just with, like, post-traumatic stress. Yeah, like, yeah. you're going to have to become accustomed to some degree. Like, this happens to people in volatile situations, military or people in war zones, like especially if the war is going on and on and on. I'm sure at some point people that lived in Afghanistan and Baghdad had heard bombs and guns for so many months and years that eventually they were like, okay, I need to go to the grocery store. I need to go to school. I need to go to work. And like, Mm -hmm. People will eventually like fall back and find a new baseline. And I'm sure that is mm-hmm. that has already, I feel like, has happened to some degree, but it's also been accelerated by our some of our politicians kind of opening things up to some degree. Now, I do think opening some things up is like a good idea. Like the outdoor areas, I think the beaches and parks and stuff like that. Um, opening those places up, I think, is the relative cost-benefit ratio, I feel like, tilts towards benefit. As long as you maintain mm-hmm. social distance. I think you can be out walking. You can be out in a park. You know, <laughs> I think that's fine. You're going to increase your risk a little, so be aware of that. But it's, I think your mental health might benefit a lot from that. So go for it, you know. Social distancing. Who knew? Who would have ever thought that'd that's, be a thing? That's the rough thing. I. The, here's the thing. It. The, the point wasn't to flatten to flatten, right? We weren't trying to flatten the curve just to flatten it. We wanted to keep the hospitals from hospitals getting overwhelmed. Yes, getting overwhelmed. but it was also buying us time so we can get testing up and we can trace people who are positive. This is how we get back to normal. When you can test everyone in the country find all the positive people and isolate them Mm -hmm. until it goes away, you're going to reduce it. Testing or vaccines, right? Those are the two. We can't wait for vaccines to open up. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So testing is the the thing we got to, testing is the thing we got to do now. Vaccines is a process. We'll be working on it. That's going to, it'll take years, you know, someone will come out with it. Someone will figure it out. You got to worry about the people that are trying to control us with the vaccine. Like, wait those guys up. <laughs> They're really like the U.S. should create some kind of prize, right? Like there should be like a one billion dollar <laughs> prize for whoever comes up with a vaccine that works. And that's how you get private industry and, you know, you you incentivize it, you know, like I'm all for that. I'm all for then that's the thing like people like to you know give big pharma and big pharma has its problems no doubt but big pharma is also the one that's going to save us to some degree like they're the one that big pharma when they people use it they use it in this pejorative sense but there's a lot of scientists and people working on eradicating disease and yes there's a profit motive underlying that from some people that work there obviously 
and that is the bad part about it. But these things really do help people, and they eventually, yes, it's really expensive. Like, yes, Magic Johnson got medicine before everyone else that now gets it for very cheap, you know, in 2020 or 2010 or whatever, but he mm-hmm. was getting it back in the or mid-90s, you know, stuff that people didn't have access to because he was rich. But that's true for a lot of things. Side airbags used to be like an option that were on Mercedes and BMWs and all that stuff. They weren't in the Hondas and Toyotas, right? But eventually the Hondas and Toyotas all come standard with side and passenger airbags. It used to be just a luxury option thing. Like, oh, peace of mind for your family. Pay 50000 for the sedan. Auto assist, auto drive. Right. All that stuff. Right. All that stuff first comes out for the really... I mean, and this is just a sense of our society, and that's a whole other thing people can get into. <laughs> but it's like it stuff trickles down in that sense, and it's it is what it is. But it's like those innovations you can't really you can't um, demonize all the people that are doing the things that are saving your life. You can try to make it better and easier for people to get. That's why I'm saying if the government came out with like a million prize for whoever comes out with this vaccine, give them the money, but then it's free for everyone. That sounds like a good bargain, you know, like that Mm -hmm. seems like a thing we could do. We can incentivize these companies. They get paid for the work they do. It's not easy. It's expensive. You know, Mm -hmm. it does cost a lot of money to develop this stuff. It's not cheap. The technology is not cheap to use. It's very high tech. It's very specialized. So... I'm all for people getting paid for their work, especially that difficult level of work in a capitalist society deserves a level of reward. But, you know, if they come out with it and then they're charging like $100,000 for a vaccine, then, yeah, only the super rich are going to get it. Right. Yeah. So that's why we need to, like, figure out a way to incentivize these kind of businesses to work for everyone. And I think the government could really help in that sense, incentivizing private industry. Anyway, that's a totally different subject. <laughs> All right, we've gone Dude, like- Dude, preach on, preach no, on, bro. We've, I, I told you I didn't know enough about this stuff. No, nah, I mean, I don't, I don't know enough. I'm a psychiatrist. I went into a whole nother we podcast. We had a whole other podcast, which is not gonna be released because it's- <laughs> Just me and you arguing about basketball. All right, um, we will uh, we will be back with another. We'll talk about tennis and we're going to talk about golf. tennis, golf and tennis. Some act- Act- outdoor, outdoor activities. activities that may be Corona friendly. All right, so this is Steve Ernest.